www.staggeringstories.net Podcast Series 117B Far out in the uncharted waters of the western spiral arm of the Milky Way galaxy is an unremarkable blue-grey planet. Well, it used to be blue-green, but we won't go into that here. Whose eight descendant life forms are so amazingly primitive that they still think listening to podcasts is a pretty neat idea. Podcasts are the actual proof of the very interesting theory that if human beings don't keep talking, their brains start to work. For example, the podcast that you are currently cursing is the 17th Staggering Stories podcast which, by a curious quirk of fate, celebrates 30 years of that wholly remarkable book, film, radio show, towel, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, and they're still talking. Hello there, welcome to uh, the Staggering Stories podcast series one number 17B. Ah. Mm. Uh, no, not R, B. Is that after R? Uh, it possibly depends on why am I why are my hands up like this? I don't know. <laughs> You're doing the uh, movements from YMCA. Yes, this is the A. This is the young man. Oh, yes. Um, anyway, I'm um, hello. Uh, I'm the young man. I'm Tony, and I'm very worried. Um, I'm Tony. I'm Adam. I'm not. <laughs> and I'm Crumbly. Uh, now, now, you're you? probably re- wondering why um, it's B. Why is it B, Tony? Please tell us why it's B, Tony. Well, you see, we, this is the second attempt at recording this podcast. The first attempt had Alistair Locke here as special guest. He was good. And uh, yeah. I will be editing in Alistair surreptitiously so you won't notice that he's <gasps> not actually here. Uh-huh. Gosh. You're so clever. Hello. Like that. And, um... <laughs> Basically, uh, Spooky. the reason that uh, we're having to re-record this is because somebody mm. didn't turn their microphone on. <gasps> now, now, hang on, I don't want you getting too stressed out and worrying so much about this, all right? But So what we're going to do is, for a little bit of suspense, just, just a little bit of suspense, we'll let you know at the end of the show who it was who didn't turn on their microphone and was a complete plank. Um, so, um, what are we doing? Oh yes, this is our special celebration. Happy birthday, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. You need a rascal. 42 today. No, not 42. That'd be a big anniversary, that one. 42, that will be. Oh, oh yeah. God, that'll be a mental anniversary. There'll we'll be have parties. to do another podcast about it. If you think <laughs> 12 years I'm time? doing 12 years of podcasts <laughs> with you lot... <laughs> There's only so much life I have left. It's trickling away. Far too much of it, if you ask mm, me. Yeah. Oh, um, well, fine, fine. <laughs> so let's go. Uh, first of all, where is Keith? We sent Keith to Milliways, the restaurant at the end of the universe, where he's applying for a new job. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. dish of the day. Ah. Uh. Yeah, yes, indeed. I believe he's been exercising his rump. He has. Yes, he's been talking <laughs> through him. it long enough. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I'm so dead. Um, well, yes, that's where Keith is, in case you're wondering. Now, um, before we really get into this, yeah. <clears throat> this particular 
podcast has been sponsored, I believe. Oh, Christ, I forgot. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that, he's really, really on your mind, wine. isn't he? You really care deeply about your children. Sorry. He's braised in a red wine sauce. He's still at Millie Ways. I know. Yeah. He'll, he'll catch up with the rest of us eventually. <laughs> anyway. Is that your best Peter Davison impersonation? That was his best Why aren't you wearing blue underwear? underwear? <laughs> Are we sure he's oh. not? I don't want to know. No. Okay. I'm, I'm still scrubbing my mind from that image. <laughs> Podcast 17 um, is basically sponsored by Bye. Jamie the Dalek Videos, available on, on YouTube. YouTube. That's what you wanted to say. That was what I wanted to Go say. Go ahead and say it then. Okay. I have to say it in a sort of enunciating kind of voice, like the man off the telly. Anyway, so uh, yes, uh, Jamie the Dalek on YouTube. Woo! That's Jamie the Dalek, one word? Yep. Oh, I don't think so. I don't so, know. Uh, righty ho. So, yes, I'm um, having a little look up. Uh, it's uh, one of Fake Keith's constructs who's done a this. Construct. That's a good word. I should <laughs> yeah. call him a construct. A construct. Yes. Mm. He'll, Please do. He'll gaze and at me and that. you to get his haircut? Oh, I've tried that, girl. He's a bloody student. <laughs> he did have a shave this morning, though, so there is less hair on it. It's like the Jagger's Guide to the Galaxy. My God, 30 years of it. Hi. Wow. Oh, dear, where the hell do you start? Well, luckily, mm-hmm. this is our second attempt at d- discussing it, so we should do better this <laughs> yes, time. Yes, we should. <laughs> um, I first became aware of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy in France. In France? France. In France. Which is very timely, seeing Nicolas Sarkozy's over here at the moment. Oh, what, what date is it today? 26th of February? No, March. March. 26th of March, yes. yes. Uh, just so you know when we're recording this nonsense. Uh, though Alistair's Bits is recorded just over a week ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, time, time travel in a podcast. Yep. We have. Indeed. That's got to be a first. Indeed. It, well, I don't know. A lot of my stuff takes you back to the 80s. Um, yes, it does. Do you know any other letters? <laughs> yes, Iceberg. And... <laughs> That's another really bad joke. That will be cut. Good. Thank yes. Let's hope. France. Yes. 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 Uh, we've got on a French tree, you know, the old French exchange. Tips. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And everybody was singing this piece of music. I didn't know what it was until somebody said, this is the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. What? Of course it isn't. It's it actually Journey of the Sorcerer by the Eagles. Is that what it's called? Yes, yeah. from the, one of these nights that. albums. One albums. of these nights. Mm. Exactly. And, uh, well One done. He's crazy old night. He's you making see, you that accuse noise. me of being in the 80s. He's stuck in with prog rock and, well, not in prog rock, really. Yeah. Supergroup. I mean, yeah. I bet you're still wishing you are on Jefferson Starship. <laughs> I don't like Jefferson Starship. What about Jefferson Airplane? Mm, a bit too poppy for my taste. Jefferson especially. Canoe. <laughs> Jefferson the pub? Yeah. You you never go in pubs. You never do. Yeah, they got a restaurant area. I've been this is there. true, yeah. they have, yeah. Okay, yeah. I admit, I'm a sad old prog rocker. That's not what I heard. That's the out <laughs> quote. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I'm... And I eventually got back and I found the books. And I think I practically missed the TV show when books. I was first... Yeah. There were more than one book? I think there was two, Hitchhikers and Restaurant at the End of the oh, Universe. Okay. I came to it quite late. That's done, yeah. It's why are you doing Marlon Brando impersonations with me? Th- I'm sorry, am I being an idiot? I thought there were four. There were five, actually. Mm. But uh, at the time I'm talking about, only two had been written. Oh, fair enough, fair time. enough. Yeah. I do apologise. Anyway, that, that's how I came to it. What about you, Chief Scientist? <laughs> well, maybe we should explain what it is. That's what a very a good idea. <laughs> a, a what? A book. I think no, I explained no, no, it. I, 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 I th- well, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is essentially one of the most difficult and long-winded things to do in charades. But that's not important right now. Because <laughs> you have to in mind book, film, TV show, Towel. radio show, mm-hmm. 
towel. How do you mind towel? Uh, you just mind vigorous rubbing. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> I meant to say vigorous toweling. Uh-huh. <laughs> just as bad. Oh, dear. Um, uh-huh. Here's a it started off. <laughs> yes, go on. As a radio Cut. series. It did. Yep. On yes. Radio 4, I presume, back then. Yep. Indeed. Back in 1978. Oh, God, really? It's 30 years. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's the same oh, thing. Yeah. He was writing <laughs> at the same time as the Doctor Who story, Pirate Planet. I've put that in specifically for anybody playing the podcast drinking I, game. I thought okay. he took on Doctor in the following year, no? Uh, well, basically, uh, he was writing the Pirate Planet Douglas Adams, and, we should yes. probably, yeah. Uh, Yes, Douglas Adams, yes. Um, he was writing Pirate... Both commissions came in at exactly the same time. Oh, OK. Hitchhikers and Pirate Planet. And considering that now Douglas Adams is sadly dead, the epithet, um, the late Douglas Adams, has never been more apt on anybody. Ooh, true. Um, <laughs> yes. It, so, it, come on. Hitchhiker's Guide yes. is his probably best-known work. I think that's yeah. a fair comment. made fortune. And basically, it's, it's a... Science fiction comedy series, yes. which I think up until that time had never been done. I believe you wanted it more to be known. The original, the, certainly the first the, yeah. the radio series was more like a science fiction <laughs> prog rock album because you wanted the whole soundscape to be mm. completely mind blowing. You'd, you'd listen to it on headphones, and it would just—it wasn't just mm. a science fiction comedy show. It's a, it's a mm. complete thing. Mm. It was the first comedy show to be recorded in stereo, I believe. Really? And after that, they all had to be stereo because it went down so well. Yeah. Well, that's well set, apart set from the trend. person who yeah. wrote to the Radio Times. Really? Yes. Uh, basically, sort of saying, "Oh no, we're not having any of this <laughs> sort of thing." How about a nice program about national anthems from around the world? <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. At least you knew where you were. I'll get me coat. Where were you roughly then? Sorry, that wasn't so, you by any chance, was it? What? <laughs> Asking about national anthems <laughs> from around the world? No. Hmm. I'm suspicious. Well, see, it must have been a Tory. <sighs> Seeing I was only 13 at the time. Just the perfect age to get into national anthems. <laughs> God. 78, I would have been four or something, I suppose. I didn't hear it. I'm so old. Yes, you are. <laughs> at the time. When I was at college, my mum my mum was a fan of the series before I was. She said, wow. there's this series on that you really... Radio 4? Like Radio 4, yes. And then I started taping it and bringing it in and playing it to my classmates who told me not to... <laughs> One of the reasons we, we, we basically imported an Alistair for this podcast was Alistair was somewhere last week. So uh, last Wednesday was the occasion of the sixth annual Douglas Adams Memorial Lecture. And seeing mm. as it is the 30th anniversary of the programme, yes. Dirk Maggs, who directed the third and fourth series of the radio uh, series, gathered together the uh, all the available... Members of the original radio cast yes. to do a special performed reading of one of the episodes in front of an largely uninvited audience. I'd love to have been there. I and really it was uh, it was it was brilliant. It was really really great. Let me see. We had Simon Jones playing Arthur Dent as Geoffrey McGiven was playing Ford Prefect. Sadly, Peter Jones is no longer with us, and yeah. William. I was going to say Friedkin. <laughs> William William Fry- Franklin is no longer with yep. us. So Jeffrey Perkins, who uh, was the producer of the original series, mm. he read the book. 
I'm actually curious, was it? No, it was Jeff Atkins who did Staggering Stories of Ferdinand de Bargos, wasn't it? Or was it Jeffrey Perkins? Not Jeffrey Perkins, no. It wasn't Jeffrey Perkins. No. Sorry, because I know we got an email off him. Mm-hmm. Right, sorry, sorry, just hmm. the name rang bells there. So Marvin, Stephen Moore was doing Marvin. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was, uh, oh, and finally, um, Susan Sheridan playing the original Trillion. Trillion. Yep. But we had Philip Pope playing the Vogon captain. He was in the third and fourth radio series. He was also in Dirk Gently. And Mike Kuhl, or Cull, C-U-L-E, he played the Vogon guard in the television series. And so he was there playing the Vogon guard in this episode. He'd done their research then. Yep. Mm. And Rupert Dagar was taking over as Zaphod Beeblebrox because Mark Wing Davey was unfortunately unavailable because he was he was sort of engaged in filming Rupert or Degas. something. Rupert Degas, uh, he played judiciary tag in the tertiary phase, ah, and yes. uh, he was also in Dirk Very Gently. Cool judge. Yeah. Oh God, I really do know these, don't mm-hmm. I? Yeah. It's amazing. Just it's, just these little things that just because they're so well, iconic's the wrong word, really. But they're such standout mm. names. And Simon Jones, you know, he, bang, he, they all trooped onto the stage and Simon Jones was wearing his dressing gown. Yeah. I bet there was a cheer for that. From the tele- television oh, series, yeah. yeah. Anyway, go on, carry on. Then it went, eventually, the second TV uh, radio series, onto yes. a TV series. Yes. A computer game. Yes. A towel. Yes. Yeah. yes. There was a stage play somewhere along the way. In between that two or three stage plays, yes. Uh, eventually in 2005, a, bit, a blockbuster Hollywood-style film. film. Yeah. Uh-huh. And lots of other. I enjoyed it. Rubbish. And LP as well. LPs and... T-shirts. It's practically covered every media outlet going. It has, yeah. And I'm going to be honest with you, if what we're telling you now... Is actual news to you? Where the hell have you been living? <laughs> what rock have you been hiding under? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Why are you putting this in just in case there's somebody somewhere listening to this who doesn't know what H2G2 is? And uh, write to us if you hadn't heard of it before, because we'll mock you next well, time. You never know. I mean, it was never particularly big in America, I don't think, for example. Mm. That's, you know, why the, the film didn't I, I, do I particularly surprised. well. I thought I thought Anglophile stuff would have been. Mm. Anglophile, is that the right word? I'm not Anglophile, yeah. Yeah. No, radio is probably a bit more niche out there than it is here, too. I, I... Possibly. I mean, you know who we need to ask, don't you? Yes. Leslie. Leslie. <laughs> yeah, that's our regular listener, Leslie. Our one regular listener. Um, <laughs> I, th- I think you asked in America it's more of a cult than anything else, as opposed mm. to... Um, well, it's a cult Doctor. over here as well, really. Well, yeah, but it's more widely accepted. Yeah. I think the books are, mm. but I think the rest of it is a culty thing. It's, well, there's not many people who won't know it over here by mm. name, if nothing else. I, I well, think. Agreed. Yeah. Coronation Street, for example, people know what Coronation Street is, but you know that's a cult. No, you <laughs> put one letter wrong there. <laughs> Ruination Street. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> As said by Scooby Doo. Ruination Street. <laughs> anyway, um, so it started off just as this radio show. And yes. they weren't entirely certain. It went on late at night. 11 o'clock-ish. Yeah, and it built up a, a cult audience. Mm. And the, the BBC were a little bit taken aback by this. Well, it's science fiction. It's, it's, it's comedy. Fiction, it's comedy. Yes. Yes. It can't work. Like, <laughs> and uh, eventually, like you say, they put out a second series. I think after the first book came out. Very possibly, because yeah. the first book was one hell of a bestseller. Mm. Yep. And we were at one stage going to be talking about that particular book. Polish at some point. Yeah, because we're going to be launching a new section, not in this podcast, but called Book Club. <gasps> What's that about? 
uh, well, books yeah. and that clubs. we've all read that we can talk about. Oh, OK. Oh. Not yes. clubbing people with books. So it's no. going to be four books then? Five. You read another one? But the, the, yes. Well done. I was in the bath, it was washable, it was chewable, and it was about to spot. Who saw a ball? A big, a big red ball. ball. A big red ball. <laughs> Did he chase it? Yes, he chased the ball, the mm. big ball, the big red ball. The trouble is, I only read that to page eight, then I got bored, so I don't know how it ended. Oh, uh, well, he eventually caught the ball. Oh. The big ball. You've ruined the it big for me. red ball. It turned out to be an explosive. Oh, that could be good. You got <laughs> taken to the vets and neutered. <laughs> Where does your mind go to come out with stuff like this? It wasn't me, it's head of Pertwee. <clears throat> Pertwee right, you, you, you are channelling the head of Pertwee. Oh, yeah. Are you? This is my shoulder. <laughs> right. Like, say, for second head. <laughs> about as, and about as, as sort of lifeless as the it TV is amazing, version. The, yes. the it would help if you faced the microphone when you talk. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um... Oh, what was I going to say? It's, it's, it's funny, we were talking about the head of Pertwee very briefly, as an aside. Yes. Um, quick news thing, I've got a new cat. Oh, and oh. Um, I'm having trouble coming up with a name for it. Originally it was called Oscar, but I don't like Oscar and a cat. It's, that's a puffin's name. And so <laughs> it's been Sprocket. Which is yeah. Yeah. Then Saxon, or Harry. No. Because, trust me, the drums are beating very loudly in that cat's head. Okay. And uh, then, then now it's Ben... No, ben. that's a rotten. That's a rat's Benny, name. I, what? It's yeah, a Michael Jackson song. It's, it's about a rat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The two of us need look no more. Okay, you can't sing any more copyright issues. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, I, so I suggested to our chief scientist there, what should I call my cat? Remembering, I'm going to have to stand outside and, and shout for this cat. What did you suggest? Head of Pertwee. I think that's a damn <laughs> fine name for a cat. Yeah. So I go out into the middle of Broadfield yelling, Head of Pertwee, Head of Pertwee, come here, Head of Pertwee. <laughs> Even better, if you don't want to shout the whole thing, you could just stand in the middle of I Broadfield. I want head. Give me head. Exactly. <laughs> head. Head. <laughs> I'm sure I you hate get some you very all. interesting replies. Fine name. Hands up who think that should be the cat's name. Lots of hands going. Yes. No hands Many at hands. All. Many hands. <laughs> Amazing. So, after that diversion into madness, um, <laughs> that's it, Suggs. No, um, Suggs. Uh, so, science fiction comedy. Yes. Is Nebulous. It? Nebulous. We've got Red Dwarf, of course. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hyperdrive. Mm. Yes, I like Hyperdrive. It's Never gentle. <laughs> there isn't actually that much. And all I, I only know British science fiction comedies. Is there any... Are so, there any? Not. Is, is there any other guns? Uh, yeah, are there any? Anyway. I can't think of an American <laughs> the, series. Third Rock from the Sun. Third Rock from the Sun, uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. American Red Dwarf. Mm, Tried no. and failed. Um, failed dismally. I mean, There's film... probably some sci-fi comedy in Japan. Uh, and I just teacuped. Mork and Mindy. Well, it's not yeah. really science fiction, though, is it really? Well, I wouldn't say it's Third a, Rock is, because it's, it's all completely off. Earth-based and... I think it's halfway through the aliens. halfway through the second it's, series they forgot they were aliens. So you know, <laughs> well, it seemed that I mean, way. It's a, it's a satirical take on American life. I mean, there's Galaxy Quest, but that's a film, and that's that was a, fantastic mm, sci-fi yeah. comedy. Yeah, a takeoff. You're only saying yeah. that. You're, you're only remembering that because you only saw it yesterday. Yes, I know. That's why it sprung <laughs> to mind. Um, get your fake um, <laughs> Not peculiarly. You are having trouble <laughs> with your words tonight. Not as Strangely British, as I thought. Not obviously Americans who do it. But 
There's not much out there, really. Nothing really successful on the level of Hitchhikers, I don't think. No. Well, Dwar- no, but Red Hitchhikers Dwarf, was maybe. a complete phenomenon. Yeah. <laughs> I know, a phenomenon. <laughs> phenomenon. <laughs> that joke, courtesy of Keith. We missed out Pigs in Space. Oh, and oh, of yeah. course, Pigs in Space. Yeah. Pigs in Space! <laughs> Dr. Strange Polk. <laughs> or how I see you learn to stop worrying and learn to love the swine. That's <laughs> well, one of the characters in Pigs in Space. Yeah, but did you have to say it when you were rubbing your um what ear? Uh, oh. <laughs> Tell you what, I'm very, very sorry. I, I'm going off on a con- on, on a tangent. On a convent. Well, I'm going off on a convent here. Um, we're talking about stuff. It's, it's a TV show. It's a radio show. Blah blah blah. Yep, blah, yep. blah, blah, blah. It was also an incredibly good website. Ah, hmm. uh, was this until it, Auntie Beeb got hold of it? Yes. Mm, now, yeah. it, basically, basically, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy itself, um, online, was what Wiki is now. Mm. We should probably explain what The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is. It's a wholly remarkable book. It is. It's, which tells you about everything you need to know. Basically, it's an encyclopedia. Yes. An electronic yeah. book. Yes. Which has... You know, all knowledge in the universe, this, effectively. Exactly. Uh, but this is within the storyline of the comedy. Yes. So you've got The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, the comedy. Contained within that is, is a book, book called The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And more confusing still... Oh, God. The narrator... Yes. ...is the book itself. Yes. Speaking the book narrates. Even, it's, uh, even though, brain. clearly, it's talking about the story yes. and yeah. not... Things in its in the book itself. Yes. <laughs> levels, and in, and lots of levels. On, emblazoned on the front cover are the words "Don't panic" in large, large friendly, friendly letters. letters. <laughs> <laughs> Such as around here. Yes, I mm-hmm. uh, no, should let people know that um, Adam, to get us into the party oh, spirit. Yes. Mm, oh yes, he's put stuff around. It says Don't forty-two panic. and forty-two. And that's it, really. Just. Lots and lots of time. It looks like he's trying to sell his stairs. <laughs> lots <laughs> number, lot 42. number 42. <laughs> and his bookcase. Lots number 42. I'll give you 20 quid for the lot, OK? Oh. Does that include the books? All the books <laughs> oh, that you've got there to pose with? Because you've only you read about to read. one hundredth of them. But anyway, this, um, this website... Yes. Damn good mm, idea, yes. damn simple idea. Yep. Yes. Everybody jumps on there, yes. puts in some information about yes. something they know. Yep. I've been to Egypt. Great. I'm going to tell you all about Egypt. This it's is hot. it. Here are some pictures. Then the BBC got hold of it. Yes. We got bought of Digital Village and it went a bit pear shaped really after that. I don't know. Uh, what I changed? Wiki though? came out at the same time, mm. roughly the same time as it changed hands, and Wikipedia was fairly, uh, was easier to use, I think. The problem is Wikipedia was always aimed at being a serious encyclopedia, yeah. whereas, whereas H2G2 was half encyclopedia, half a social networking. Yeah. Yes, it was. There was that as well. And very scatological. But it is... What? <laughs> it was. I didn't see any of those pages. <laughs> well, there was the whole, um, OK, if you happen to be in Chesterfield, visit the Purple Oyster and ask for a white Russian, tell them John sent you. <laughs> Silly nonsense like that. And the purple oyster in Chesterfield is lovely. You've been there, have you? I met some wonderfully large women with sensible shoes. Are we talking about the purple oyster or the blue oyster? No, yeah. no, this is the purple oyster. Oh, the right. blue oyster was for gentlemen. Oh, I see. <laughs> see, I'm intrigued now as to whether she actually did go to the Chatterton thingy. Chesterfield. <laughs> oh, right, okay. <laughs> but um, 
Uh, so it's, it's a shame because basically mm. H2G2 should be what Wiki is. Yep. If anything was yeah. going to be the, the, the online encyclopedia of choice, it should be the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. It should. Yeah. But it's not. It's no. wiki. Mm. Which is a bit sad when, you know, because the ball were tribute to Douglas Adams, it would have been fantastic. Yeah. Well, exactly. Yes. There's also the fact that, you know, if you pay the guy who's in charge of wiki enough money, he'll edit your entry for you and then lock it off. <laughs> Which apparently he's claimed didn't happen, but mm. other people are claiming it did. But yeah, never as, mind. as Crumbly was saying, 30 years ago, could Douglas Adams ever imagine that people like no. our chief scientist would be wandering around with their little handheld gadgety mm. device with he did. the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy uploaded onto it. I think he, down, even I think down he might have done. Yeah. He was very... Lying in a field in Innsbruck. He was visionary in some of the things he came out with. Oh, very yes, much. certainly. Yes. Well, speaking of visionaries, we must say a quick word for um, Arthur C. Clarke. Yes. Oh, R.I.P., dude. Mm. Arthur yep. C. Mallard. Yep. Farewell. Mm. I mean, a true visionary, if ever there was one. Yeah. My mum thought that crystal skull was plastic, but no. Okay. What? <laughs> Do you have a place in his head? No. <laughs> People who know what I mean will know what I mean. Arthur C. Clarke's mysterious world. Arthur C. Mallard's mysterious world. Was You're it mysterious? Old. It was very, very mysterious indeed. It was up there with tales of the unexpected. Well, was that unexpected? It was very, very unexpected. One week, they actually surprised me. <laughs> if we're okay. um, if we're doing a shout out for Dead Arthur C. C. Clarke, can we also have a shout out for Captain Birdseye and the guy who directed Truly Madly Deeply, whose name I can't remember for the Are life? Are they the of same me. person? No, I don't no. think so. <laughs> so the original Captain Birdseye's dead. Yeah. Yes. Oh, oh nice. Eighty-seven years old, mm. finally popped his clogs. Oh, bless his little. Clogs. Mm, and then, then there's, there's, there's the young Captain Birdseye because they tried to make him trendy. Yeah, that looked extremely dodgy. That was really wrong. <laughs> and then they, they brought in another actor and whited his face up a little bit. Too. They tried sexing him up. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's With what they were complaining fit. about. <laughs> Fishy well. fingers, Mr. Woods. <laughs> so anyway, they did this. There's also um, recordings. They re-recorded the radio show onto album. Mm. That's where I first heard it. This is on vinyl. Um, note to younger vinyl listeners. LPs. Vinyl LPs. They mm-hmm. were these things we used to listen to before CDs were around. They had crackles and mm. everything. Pops and snaps. Yes. Pops and, snaps. Mm. and the needle would get stuck, would get stuck, would, would get, get stuck. Get stuck. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. That's my joke yeah. for the evening. Good night. <laughs> Good <laughs> night. <laughs> it smelled strange. Mm. What, you used to go around smelling your albums? Hey, whenever you've got a box of vinyl. You always, oh, yeah. You yeah, they do. smell it from half. Very distinctive. You sure you just haven't been whiffing my blow-up Dalek again? Is that some strange euphemism? No, I have not. Please cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> you bought me the blow-up Dalek. Oh, Lord. You spent... Oh, I'm sure you haven't been smelling my blow-up Dalek in the again. <laughs> blowing the <laughs> Dalek <laughs> That's okay. So we're all risking glimpses into the corner to see this purple-faced king gripping onto the balls with the sucker in his mouth, <laughs> blowing for all he oh, was yeah. worth. Oh, for a photo for that one. But why is he uh, called Ingrid? That's what I want to know. I don't know. Somebody and why did you want a puncture repair kit for your birthday? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Did anyone else have a towel? No, I no. didn't. Now the real Keith had a towel. When Once we when we first met, it was <laughs> dark blue on one side with oh sorry. 
<laughs> I'll explain what happened okay. there, actually. But basically, fake Keith has been turning around cushions and slapping cushions and this, that, and the other. And I sort of signaled to her to say, look, don't do that in case it gets picked up on the microphone. She goes, oh, sorry, and turns it over to put it back. <laughs> sharp. <laughs> Dazzling repartee yeah. there. Razor sharp. The real Keith had a towel, and it was dark blue on one side with whitish light blue writing and on the other side it was light blue with dark blue writing mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. said don't panic don't panic no, no it didn't, no, it, didn't. It, it was a whole sentence guide. it had the description yeah. of towels from the, the guide hitchhiker's guide oh, to the galaxy the last line being um so you, you must always know where your towel is or something yeah. it, it was that's that hoopy fraud fraud free, prefect Fruit. Fruit who really knows where his towel is, yeah. and it was it was brilliant. And um, he'd only just introduced me to hitchhikers because he he had hitchhikers hitchhikers. Hello, nice to meet you. He had the um, radio plays in a script book. Yes, bloody oh, right, big yeah. book, and he had cord shrubbery. He had the books, the two books that had been no, I think. Was, were there two at the time? I think there were two at the time. It's 1985. Must have been at least two by then. Three. Yeah. But he had the books and he had the radio series on tape and sort of made me listen to them because he thought <laughs> I'd like them. And he was right and I did. Yes, yes I was talking about uh, uh, the real Keith and mm. um, the tapes of The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Um, he used it basically, how can I put this... To not really cheat, though I think he did, at he his own level. He did not cheat. What did he do? <laughs> Tell him what he did. He did what the rest of us wish we'd thought of. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he basically, he did a Kirk. He did. He, um, he, he changed for his, the rules. For his English literature exam, Yes. he played a, a section of The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy yes. to his class. I'm yes. frantically trying to remember which section oh, it was. Oh, it was the Hagenheim Nonfleet. That was it, yeah. And that was hard to say. That was, very good, well done. <laughs> he played that section of the show to his class and then told them about it, just in case they weren't listening. And that was his O-level English literature, for which he passed... Because his teacher was a Hitchhiker's fan. I'm incredibly bitter. <laughs> I want you to know that. <laughs> I just wish I thought I had thought to study 1984, which is a damn fine book. It's a very good book. I had to do Silas Marner. You count yourself lucky. Right, 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 right. Oh, hang on a second. Julius Caesar. Othello. You blocks, you stones, you worse than senseless things. Oh, you hard hearts. You cruel men of Rome. Culture, you see. And then, of course, <laughs> Chaucer, the pardoner's tale. Willem in Flanders was a company of younger folk that haunted and folk they're looking at. And yeah. Yeah. Mm. You see, culture, I know culture. Hitchhiker's come Guide, that's culture. Come a, come a, come a, sort of in my, my cups. <laughs> Ew. Mm. Hitchhiker's is culture. It is. I think it's modern Popular day culture. culture. I, no, I, I, I Not that say it's gone further, further from popular culture. I think it's actually in cultural now. Proper yeah. culture. So kids in 25 years' time will be studying it. Yeah. With teachers going, now what do you think Adams was trying to say when he mentioned... The nutrimatic drinks. Exactly. <laughs> or the, <laughs> the Vogon constructor fleet hanging in the air the, exactly the same way bricks don't. I think... I, no, I, I don't. think the nutrimatic <laughs> drinks machine is basically Adams foreseeing the rise of Costa Coffee. 
I think you're just talking about drinks machines in general. In general. But, uh, yeah. The uh, no, well, always the whole point foul, about culture is people always read far too much into it. But, if mm-hmm. I may say, this was carried on by Grant and Naylor in their work Red Dwarf, mm. where the drinks machine there had taken on a life of its own and was being an arse about it. I feel they were expanding on Adam's view well, of uh, the drinks machine. I thought that was a toaster. No, you are wrong. You are wrong. Sir. I am wrong. You are. <laughs> well, all the machines in Hitchhikers had a personality. They did, even the doors. The doors? Which technically is not a machine. Glad to be a well, uh, well, I'm sorry, but no, 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 I, I disagree. There's machinery to actually make the door open, machinery to make the no, door close. No, no, that's a man with a string. <laughs> right, so basically, in the middle no. of the heart of gold, yes. this beautiful, wondrous, most fantastic spaceship in the universe, yes. until yes. the Bistromatic came along, Bistromatic yes. came along, whatever it was, I yep. can't say it, the doors were actually powered by little BBC men in brown coats and flat caps, mm. with, with cigarettes hanging out of their mouth, pulling string, yes. going, <coughs> glad to be of service. <laughs> you may say that's impossible, but I say I, I, no. I say that's improbable. just very improbable. <laughs> <laughs> so the heart of gold was the spaceship involved. Well, should we talk about Arthur and his plight? Yes. We shall. You see, the original thing about The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy was actually it was supposed to be about Ford Prefect, a roving reporter. For, for the, the guide. Hitchhiker's Guide. A researcher, I think researcher, you'll find. Thank yeah. you very much, yes, indeedy. Taking the last surviving specimen, as he thought, of humanity off the planet before it gets destroyed. To mm-hmm. make way for? To make way for a hyperspace by- bypass. Yes. And uh, it was just about to be their adventures going off researching for the guide. Yeah. And it sort of sidetracked from there. Well, yeah, it never really had much of a storyline. Well, it was just a very wondering storyline. He tried to retrofit the storyline in mm. as books went on, I think. Yes, oh, very much I so. think that was a mistake, personally. I yes. preferred it when it was lots of different misadventures just piled on top of each other. Yeah. I love the fact the story just seemed to kind of amble on and you just didn't know where the heck it was going. The one other thing, of course, being doesn't matter which version of The Hitchhiker's Guide you see, it'll be different. Yes. <laughs> so there is no one true storyline. Particularly the first series. The first couple of series. Well, well, the first series you've got the radio version. Yep. You've got the TV version. You've yep. got the book version and yep. the film version. Yep. It's the only one where it's used in every form. The computer. Yeah. The only thing well. that really stays the same is towels. <laughs> <laughs> Babelfish. And the Babelfish, of course. Oh, which was an. Oh, yeah, 42, 42 minutes into the recording. <laughs> I mean, my whole opinion of um, Hitchhikers, I mean, it's like Alice in Wonderland. I mean, you've got this wide-eyed yeah. wanderer wandering around what, thinking what the hell's going on, thinking he's the only sane one in a universe gone mad, Yeah. whereas everyone around him thinks he's a mad one in this perfectly sane universe. Yeah. Yeah, and there's mice in it too. Mm, no, Hyper-intelligent. Hyper-intelligent mice. Pan-dimensional. Which are, pan-dimensional. Which yeah. are extensions into our dimension of pan-dimensional beings. Ah, now, they were put there by a computer. Called Deep Thought. Deep Thought. Um, Valentine Dial. Valentine Dial impersonation. Brilliant voice. <laughs> watching the film Helen Mirren. See, I quite liked yeah. that as well. Mm, I yeah. thought she I was... thought her Deep Valentine Dial impersonation <laughs> was superb. I thought you weren't going to talk over people when they were about to make us point. Well, I didn't I... know you were about to make a point because well, you had made it. Well, I started talking well, and no, no, you talked... No, I've, I've no, lost no, no, it now. No, no, I've lost it now. Anyway, the first, time, the first time I became aware of The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy was, uh, I suppose, in 1981... I'd, I'd heard of um, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy in passing, but never really knew what, it, what the story entailed. 
Um, but I happened to be watching, um, I think it's the BBC Six O'clock News at that time, mm. and um, they showed um, one of the main scenes from the first episode where the Vogon constructor fleet is coming into orbit over London. You see one of them, well, flying above London. and A TV series, I assume you mean, rather than yes. Yeah, a TV series. And um, they were saying how great groundbreaking the uh, special effects were. Yeah, for that, well, for 1981. I mean, they pro- I they were. cutting edge. For... The BBC. For the BBC, yeah. I mean, it depends how much of their annual budget they allotted to it. I mean, that's the thing mm. that was. Mm. I mean, if you have a look at the making of the Hitchhiker's Guide, which is on the DVD release, um, it's, 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 they do come up with new techniques to try and bolster things up. The trouble is, apparently, the producer didn't get on very well with Douglas Adams. No, and that, there are rumours that the second TV series was... Uh, Scuppered because of that. Because of that, yeah. That's a shame. Mm. Um, which is, yeah. I mean, by, by all means, but that was... You just reminded me, thank you, Crumbly. That was another thing that made me realise about Hitchhikers, sort of, was the Tomorrow's World report about the animatronic uh, yeah, head. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Head. Mm. Which is about as much life as the head of Pertwee over there. Yeah, they, <laughs> look, they, they do look remarkably similar. similar yeah. I think the head of Pertwee's got more life in it, though. <laughs> and a better wig. That's a maggots. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, they did try to push technology a bit too far there. Yeah. They did tend to lol. Occasionally it worked. But it didn't even look much like him, unfortunately. No. Well, he didn't do a full-face cast of him and somehow... Yeah, I mean, they always kept the head turned away. Yeah. So. And, and, or it would loll there, yeah, or somebody just, else would move yeah. it. But it's brave because Zaphod Bibrox, in the radio series, is described as having two heads and three arms. Yeah. Mm, that's right. And, they, and I think part of it was just a throwaway it was. line. It's, on radio, you can, throw, you can have these throwaway Say what jokes. you want, yeah. But they tried to actually try and do that in the yeah. TV series. It was very brave. Well, they could have yeah, forgotten it. Took, it. Yeah, it took, took them literally. Yeah. yeah. It was very um, chameleon-like. Chameleon from Doctor Who was a fantastic idea, yeah. amazing piece of technology, <laughs> but they couldn't do anything with him well, because it died. was too yeah. expensive. And, you know. it, well, it didn't work. Every yeah, time they did it, but it, it was work. such a good and idea. Died. Yeah, the guy I, controlled it. I died. didn't realise the guy had died. Yes, so yeah. you've just slagged off a dead person. No. You tell I... her off, head of Pertwee. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? It was a brilliant idea, but yeah. it was just it, it, too it, it, far. Was, it was a nice idea, it just, it just didn't come off properly. What do you think yeah. about the um, interpretation that the film had of the head being literally underneath, underneath, underneath. the other heads? I think that was, I think it's interesting. It's a good way around it. Yeah. Around a similar problem. Mm. The, the underneath head being completely wholly Zarkon mad. Yeah. I think they were very aware that whacking a head on the guy's shoulder is going to look tacky in anyone's book. No matter how good yeah. well, the how head good looks, the it's Maybe. always going to look tacky. I think that was a nice way around it. I was disappointed by that, actually. I thought yeah. in this day and age they could have done a good attempt at doing the second head. But they would have the had first. to have done an extension onto his shoulders as well, so it looks as if the two heads are central. Mm. Rather than maybe, one. I mean, the thing is, remember, now, he originally only had the the character only had the one head. Yes. He had the second head grafted on. Oh, right. So yeah, yeah. and the third arm. Yeah, Because yeah. <laughs> he he goes to the party at Trillions. Well, I don't know if it was Trillions party. Trillions was at the party. Yeah, I don't think uh, so. And he was only had one head and was calling himself Phil. But and the yeah, two arms. Yeah, and the two, mm. arms. two arms. Yeah, fair point. Sorry, yeah. we're we're losing people who might not possibly yeah. know anything they, about it. They did a good version of it in the Illustrated Hitchhiker's Guide to Galaxy, which is, obviously mm. people listening can't see. But I mean, he basically <laughs> seems to have clues in the word <laughs> illustrated. Exactly. <laughs> he kind of has almost two chests. Oh right. Mm. 
Are we back on uh, Jordan full, again? <laughs> yeah. uh, full Prefect did come up with a very good throwaway line when um, he and um, Arthur Dent were rescued. Yes. And they're walking onto the uh, bridge of the Heart of Gold. And he says, hey, Zayford, how are you? Or like the extra head. And the, oh, the third mm, arm yeah. suits you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sort of thing, yeah. yeah. But let's move on now from the first. You've got the first book and radio. Then you've got the radio series, mm-hmm. which the, the radio second radio series goes off in the direction that no, none of the other media have gone. Yeah. Where basically they're looking for the answer, obviously, to life, the universe and everything, because the Earth is, in fact, a computer. Sorry, spoiler music, please. Spoiler music, spoiler music, spoiler music, spoiler music, spoiler music. Right. We're getting into deep plot here, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the Earth point, was constructed by, 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 by Yeah, exactly, to find out the answer to life, the universe, and everything. Now, we know what the answer... Sorry, the question to life, the universe, and everything. Yeah. The answer, of course, being 42. 42. Deep, thro- uh, deep thought. Deep throat. <laughs> deep throat. Uh, deep thought. We know where your mind is. X Files. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the second book, it, it it sort of goes off on like on on that sort of phase. But you've also got this other stuff going on now. First of all, Zaphod's trying to find out mm. um, who's been messing around with his heads. And Arthur goes off to do other stuff with Ford, and they're lost yeah. in prehistory, and mm-hmm. oh, it all gets. Mm. They, they end up in a, in, a, in a planet devastated by shoe shops. And, um, yeah. Event Horizon. Yeah, and the second radio series sort of stops there once. Um, basically, Arthur clears off with one of the lintillas. Yeah, I can't remember. I'm oh, so I don't familiar know. with the second radio anyway. series. Rulalenska, wasn't it? Rulalenska, yes. yeah. <laughs> it was a lovely idea, basically. A cloning machine which goes wrong, keeps pumping out clones, but they can't turn it off in case they only get half a clone when they turn yeah. it off, and it's murder. So yeah, it keeps going out with more and more of these clones. So they have to basically come up with another cloning machine to come out with anti-versions of, of that clone that can go around bumping each other off every time they meet. I mean, the yeah. thing is, I mean... The guy's imagination, what, what drugs was he on? I mean, that's the thing. I mean, everyone, every Hitchhiker's Guide fan you'll speak, you know, speak to will have a favourite scene or scenario. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it's like um, the disc- discotheque scene. It's populated by these robot women who command you to dance with them. Yeah, and if, when you walk in the door, you get sprayed with sweat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, in the actual radio series, I mean, they had this scene where all these female robots are saying to Ford and uh, Arthur, "Come on, you gotta dance with us." And all you can hear in the background is music, which is the Bee Gees played backwards. Yes, <laughs> yes. all you can hear is. A it's uncanny. We have to swish that's around. A, that's a sound effect from David Cameron's office. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, moving, moving, trying to move us on because this has to be quick. Yes. Um, and are you going to vomit? Are you, sorry, are you got a furball. <laughs> One thing I never understood. Uh, <laughs> there's quite a few things I never understood. Um, Arthur had. Why don't the birds get stung by the bee? I'll be quiet. Mm. Um, <laughs> Arthur had access to the whole of the Heart of Gold for a fair length of time. Right. Why the heck didn't he change out of the dressing gown and pajamas? Oh, yes. <laughs> I think I, I. I don't know. I, well, the thing is, does he? Radio no. series, you don't know. In the radio TV series, TV he series, and nor all the books. Well, he stayed in his dressing gown. Yeah. Dressing well, well, until we get to the fourth book. Oh. Okay, nah. don't that. Well, um, we need to move on. This is why I'm trying to push us on. Well, the I'm second sorry. book, so again, it lends it ends up basically with them stuck on Earth in prehistoric times. Mm-hmm. Third book, Life, the Universe, and Everything, is essentially taken from a film treatment that Douglas Adams did uh, for Doctor Who. 
which was Doctor and the Cricket Men. The Cricket Men? Yes. How's that? Well, yes, mm. quite. <laughs> um, and basically, we're Slarty Bartfast from Magrathia. Brilliant name. Wonderful name. It was originally going to be Farty Fatballs. <laughs> Probably couldn't have got couldn't away with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so Slarty Bartfast comes along and uh, great things are afoot. And Money they have to save the universe important. because the cricket robots are basically going, trying to free their home planet from a slow time envelope, <laughs> which they've been sentenced to because... Uh, the whole planet went mad as soon as they found out there was more people in the universe, in the universe than just them. Okay, yeah. and so they wanted to destroy the entire universe. So much as I mean, will happen here. Mm. Yeah, basically. I mean, that's how the second TV series, if it was made, would have begin, yeah, begun and ended mm. as a cricket match. All right, that would have been good. Yeah, fair mm. enough. So long and thanks for all the fish in which Arthur finds Earth mysteriously undestroyed. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> and the and unfortunately something very sad happens to Marvin. Is it the same? It's bittersweet. Is it the same thing that happens to him in the film? He gets, shot in the, he gets shot in the. Oh, spoiler music! Spoiler music! Spoiler music! Well, he gets he, shot in the head. Yeah, he gets better. He gets better. He gets better in the radio version as well. Does it? Well, yes. Now the radio version at the end of the very, very, very end of the radio version at the end of the fifth book. Mm. I don't know how much of that is Douglas Adams or what, but they all end up at Millieways. Apparently, eating Keith's rump. <laughs> apparently, Adams was un was. You know, he changed his mind. Didn't want the series to end on such a down note. No. So, with his blessing, effectively, posthumously. Mm. What well, happens? We, we need to basically get to that bit. Yeah. Really, because what happens is after the third book, where they've gone off to save the universe, because Four Prefect is in fact Adams' response to Doctor Who. Okay. It's a case of the Doctor goes off everywhere to save the universe. Four Prefect's case of look, I can't be bothered. I want to go and have a drink. Nice <laughs> yeah. <of> tea. <laughs> I mean, the thing was with Douglas Adams. I mean, he didn't have any overall sort of structure for the books. He just no. well, he wrote them on the hoof, so to speak. Yes, and, yeah, and yeah. shows, especially in the last two books. Yeah, diminishing returns with the books. Very much. Um, the fourth book, Arthur's back on Earth. He gets himself a girlfriend. It's the girl who's mentioned right at the very beginning of the first book. Desperately try to put a bit of a plot into the first book. Yeah. Um, oh, Fenchurch. Fenchurch, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. the girl sitting in the cafe in the nights. Really? Has a really Rickman's good worth. idea and collapses screaming into an egg sandwich. And, yeah, you know, she, yeah. She, she can work out. Nobody needs to be nailed to a To anything. For anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they go off hitchhiking around the universe and they meet Marvin and see God's final message to his creation. Yes. Would you like to know what that was? No. Oh, go on, I'll tell you. Oh, sorry, I thought you said, do you know what that was? No, would you like to know? Yeah, go God's on. God's final message to his creation is. Mm-hmm. Go on, then. Spoiler music. Spoiler music, spoiler music, spoiler music. We're sorry for the inconvenience. It's <laughs> a good message. <laughs> <laughs> what and happened to Marvin? I can't remember. He, he saw that, said, I think I feel rather good about that, and died. Oh. oh, for God's sake! He was about you asked. What a downer! He was older than the universe itself yeah, at that so point. About, yeah, by about three times. Yeah, because right. he'd gone back in time so, and yeah. had to live it out again. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's a case of it's only fair kill the poor bastard off. Oh no, that would have. <laughs> oh, that was. I think that did actually and make the me whole cry. thing. Really, all oh. through the, his sort of multiple universe lifetime, mm. the one thing that hadn't been replaced or repaired about him yeah. were the diodes in, down, down the left hand yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the fifth book, uh, which is mostly harmless, mm-hmm. uh, starts off with Arthur on a planet uh, as the great sandwich maker. Yes. Making perfectly normal beast sandwiches. Okay. And Trillian turns up and drops off Arthur's daughter. Mm. Random dent. 
Random Dead. <laughs> <laughs> Again, wonderful name. Basically, uh, Arthur's been doing some hitchhiking on his own. And, he's, you know, finally starting to see the, the universe on 30 Altarian dollars a day. Yeah. Uh, needing to make those Altarian dollars, he's gone and sold something at a sperm bank. Sperm? Possibly. Uh, <laughs> so trillions come along and thought, I want a baby. There's only one possible person I can have a baby with. Mm-hmm. So I'll have, a, I'll have a sachet of dent. Yes. <laughs> I'll have a turkey baster. And, uh... um, and so, as a result, random turns up. Well, so for the film, I mean, it was very touching right at the very end, where um, Heart of Gold is going into uh, the infinite improbability drive. I mean, okay, sort of takes on a variety of forms and the last thing it takes on is um, yeah, Douglas Adams' face. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I thought and it was a very good tribute to him, that was. Did you know his mum's in it? No, I didn't know that. She's the old lady sitting outside the cafe when the world starts reversing again and she's reading a book. So it does... They, I, I mean, myself, when it comes to the books, especially the books, I prefer, the, I prefer Dirt Gently. Mm. I've never read any Dirt Gently. Oh, you no, must. No, no, no. We've got them sitting on the shelf at home. It's one of the things Probably. fake Keith's, the real Keith even, says, <laughs> read these, go. you'll enjoy them. And I say, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's a more mature Douglas Adams who's written them. I... Uh, he's come in with a story idea. Yes. Unlike with Hitchhikers, where he was having fun. Yeah. <laughs> I still say to a certain extent that the end of the second Dirk Gently book... He's runs out of ideas, but that's anyway. only a problem with hitchhikers too. He's, yeah. he's forcing himself to write the books. I mean, the, the salmon end. of doubt. It was a case of was that going to be the next hitchhikers book? Was it going to be the next uh, gently book? Yeah, but I mean, there's no two ways about it. Hitchhikers had a big effect on all our lives. It did it certainly Ooh, did. Yeah. and I'm not just us. I would have thought. I would have oh, thought no. all over the place. No, there is uh, still the fan club going. Yeah. ZZ9, ZZ9 plural Z just ZZ9, and they come up the most wonderful things. Beeble bears. Oh, Teddy brilliant. bears with two heads and six paws. <laughs> Five paws, sorry. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, what other points do you have there? Well, I was just going to mention some of the ideas he came up with. Josh has already mentioned the Babel fish. Yep. Which is an excellent way around the normal brilliant translation idea. Everybody problem. Everybody talks yeah. from the home counties. The guide itself, of course, which yes. is mm-hmm. a fantastic idea, even if based on a real book. Yep. <laughs> it was, it, wasn't Chica's it? It's Guide to, to Europe. Yeah. Was it? Which, Getting uh, around Europe on ten dollars a day or something. All sorts of conspiracy theories, especially concerning forty-two. Yes. Apparently, there's something. There's a book written years and centuries ago by somebody called Arthur Dent. Really? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to Google this. What was the chicken impression for? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then the first episode of any version has, <laughs> has Arthur's home been knocked down to make way for a bypass yes a and then a few minutes later the earth destroyed to make way for a hyperspace it's bypass, yes. bypass. Yeah. <laughs> bureaucracy gotta hate him yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what he, a lot of the stuff is based on Adams's experiences apparently I don't think his home was ever destroyed I don't think his planet was <laughs> no, no probably not no, it's, no. Probably. it's some of the in the book I can't remember if it was mentioned in the radio play either it's some of the um, backgrounds of the characters mm. um, Mr Prosser the guy in charge of destroying Arthur's home yep. oh, yeah. was a direct male line oh, descendant right, of Genghis, Genghis Khan, Genghis Khan. Yes. and it's in just book. fantastic little asides There's all these little things and they yeah. fade out in it's, later books it's like mm. listening to Ronnie Corbett tell a joke he starts off telling the joke and then he disappears <laughs> off at 47 different tangents and comes back <laughs> 
to the uh, punchline five yes. minutes later. And that's what it's if, like. If Douglas Adams ever wrote any of Ronnie in the chair. Wouldn't be at all surprised. Mm, I think he may have done, yeah. Mm. I think he did. But, uh, he got all this stuff, like um, Infinite and Probability Drive. Yeah. What an absolute genius. Yes, you pass <laughs> every single point in the universe at the same Seemed. time. Although the way they discovered it, I'm questioning the science. The science well, is... Only because you weren't invited to those sort of parties. Well, quite. And using a very hot cup of tea. <laughs> it's a great way to just do completely surreal stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's the infinite probability drive. What the hell? It's, you know, it's a case of, you need a plot device, press this button. Exactly. <laughs> and the th- things like the whale and the bowl of petunias. Yes. Oh, no, not again. <laughs> Which, again, yes. he kind of... Press Ruin. gangs into yes. the plot. We find yeah. out why the ball. Of yeah, says it ruined it. But yeah, yeah. I should, you should have just left it at that. Yeah. Oh no, not again. Yeah, Ogon poetry. <laughs> what sort of person goes <laughs> up with that as an idea oh, for a Fred torture? I mean, we, we, we have actually adopted the uh, poetry appreciation global chairs on allergic bees. <laughs> I would love to know. It worries me. You've learned Vogon poetry. <laughs> I implore thee, my fruiting turling But you see how it's just insinuated it into the the culture, Mm. the subconsciousness. Yeah. Yeah. I would like to know, though, if there is anyone called... Paul and Nancy Millstone Jennings yes, of Sussex. Was. Really? No, yes. it's Paul something. They they rearranged the yeah. syllables. Uh, who was it? It's a friend, Doug Adams. A, fr- a, a, a friend. Smith of Croydon. <laughs> oh, was he a friend? Of <laughs> he was also somebody. Ah. <laughs> I did. I did wonder because it seemed too precise. Yeah. yeah. And he got upset about this. Oh, I, oh can you imagine being immortalised like that? Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> in later edits, they changed it to be Paula. Yeah. Whatever it was. And I shall hit you in the global waltz with my blow function. <laughs> See so if there. I don't. See if I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Dear uh, God, you're still off on the Vogon poetry. He is. <laughs> the dying swan lay putrefying. In <laughs> oh, there's the old, <laughs> the old classic. Is it Ode to, to a, a lump, small of, lump green of green potty, potty I found in, in my, my armpit. Whilst in the bath one summer's morning. The real Keith used to recite that to me. Oh. It was so romantic. <laughs> so romantic. <laughs> so romantic. Oh, if, I, if I remember rightly, it went putty, 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 green putty, small putty, putty, putty. Not even a particularly <laughs> nice shade, the shade of, green. of green. Morning putty, putty, putty. <laughs> <laughs> it was like listening to a little car, car yeah. going along the street. Oh, uh, see, now I've got the video to Rene and Renata playing in my head. <laughs> with you two there and he the real way to your heart. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, totally moving on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> much, I just, on. just want to mention um, yes, one last thing. the TV series yes. yeah. and what they did yes. with the book. Yes. It was absolute genius. Yes, everybody thought it was computer graphics and it mm. wasn't. It wasn't. It's, they Animation. basically hand animated mm. guide entries. Yes. Yeah. They, why did, you know, the logical thing is to get rid of the narrator in the TV series. Why didn't the narrator? Yes. But they kept it yep. and they really did something great well, with it. It works wonderfully. That was a great piece yeah. of music. And some superb really music was. by Paddy Kingsland to back it up. Indeed, which is sorely missed on the first radio series, frankly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I just wish, and I, this is a plea for any future DVD release, please can we have isolated music score? <laughs> I, I, oh. I'm missing the Hitchhiker's music score. Mm. I'm missing State of Decay. I'm missing Warrior's Gate. I'll be happy after that. <laughs> so easily pleased. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, we take our hats off to the Hitchhiker's Guide. I mean, yep. we could we go on and on and on oh, and on and on and on. Yeah. Probably should be fair on anybody to do that. Um, and 
Thanks, Douglas Adams, basically. Mm-hmm. Cheers, yeah. dude. Yeah, three cheers. Good stuff. Bushisms. 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 For those that are uninsured, many of the uninsured are able-bodied, capable people, capable of buying insurance, choose not to do so. I'm blinking. Good, good, good. I'm confused. I don't think we need to be subliminal about the differences between our views on prescription drugs. (laughs) (laughs) Cheddaring all over again. (laughs) In terms of being a president that says there's no place in racism, it starts with saying there's no place for racism in America. Okay. And finally, I don't remember any kind of heaviness ruining my time at Yale. Any kind of heaviness. heaviness. <laughs> <laughs> Heavy dude. That's all I get. So, um, letters. You have a letter there? Oh, I do. Yes. A letter? A whole letter? A whole letter. Who's it by? Well, it says... Yes, go on. Dear team... I still don't know who it's by. I'm trying to guess. I'm sure it'll say at the end. Go on. Go on. Go on. Go on. You've all done. Yes. Very well. Oh. oh. Yours. Yes. George McFadden. Ah, yes. I've heard of him. Have you? I yeah. have. Now, um, has he, he's gotten into the habit recently of sending strange things. He has. Yeah. Um, What's he sent us this time? Mm. Oh. It's a dog collar, a vicar or priest-style dog mm. collar. What did he send us before? Oh, well, <laughs> we've got that, that chap who from the cantina in Star Wars, whose yeah. name we can't Am- pronounce. Admiral Akbar. Yep. Yeah. Willow. 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 Yep. Willow Rosenberg. Uh, Doctor in the Pescaton's target, I got it. Doctor Who and the Pescatons target target novelisation. Yeah. And And a a dog dog collar. collar. Dog collar, yeah. Hmm. I haven't the faintest idea what's going through that man's head. It's just random. I don't know. Must be some. Trying to tell us something. Anyway, we do have a couple of letters here. Oh, yeah. Uh, First of all, we'll go to our regular reader Brian. Bert. Leslie. Leslie. Ah. Ton français était très bien au commencement du podcast. Oi, this okay. is not the Eurovision Song Contest. You will not talk any of that froggy nonsense. Ah, 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 ah. Nil point. Xenophobic. <laughs> now, this is for podcast number 16. It's that fear of warriors. <laughs> <laughs> Xenophobia. <laughs> fear of lesbian icons. Very <laughs> quotes from podcast 16. You're going to have to go back and listen to it, by the way, guys. Um, it would be sugar. Oh. Okay. Makes me want to slap one of them. Okay. Probably Jack. He'd right. enjoy that. Right. They're under the same doctor. Okay. Head of Pertwee loves people starving in gutters. He does. <laughs> so does Thatcher. <laughs> <laughs> and did you ever see that sketch with Thatcher as a sideman with a handbag? Yes, that was from the Lenny Henry show. The mm. guy called Steve Nallon. Thatchos. Yes. Denos. Mm. Mm, yes. I'm most disappointed in your spoiler music. Well, we tried, <laughs> and this is the only yeah. reason you were missed. Oh, good. I'm glad it was for something. Yeah. She enjoyed the discussions of Torchwood and Ashes to Ashes, as usual. Um, of the 19 weevils, chief scientist, yeah. which was the lesser? <laughs> and, by the way, we don't have bailiffs in America, so she's no idea what Bush was referring to. Um, if Bob is who she thinks he is, she shot him. I just wish he'd say dead... I've no idea what she's talking about. <laughs> Torch would rest. We knew where Albuquerque was. Okay, it's in America. It's called Google Maps. Um, <laughs> I have to look up Crawley and Crumbly. Yes, she does love Reese's peanut butter cups. 
Oh, she likes Twinkies too, uh, but she prefers oatmeal cream pies, or creme pies, as she's put here. Creme. Mm-hmm. As for Cheetos, Indeed. a girl with whom I was going to John Barrowman's Panto in Cardiff last year, to, this is so random, <laughs> told me she loved them. I brought a package with me, and she was quite surprised. Surprised? Surprised. She was quite pleased. So when I visit the head of Pertwee, she'll bring Twinkies and Cheetos. Anything Cheetos. else? Apart from Coke. Because um, we're going to like Eagle, Eagle Coca-Cola. I'm having trouble with my worms. You are, aren't you? <laughs> I am. Um, anything? I, I, I'm quite happy um, with Twinkies. I've always wanted to know what a Slim Jim is. Right, bring I her a Slim Jim. I think it's some sort of sweetie, but I I'm not sure. I think it's some sort of hot doggy sausagey thing. You think? Slim Jim. Hmm. Oh, it's a yeah. drink. <laughs> well, we'll find out, we obviously, next time. Now, we do have another I hope it's not a rude thing. <laughs> and if you've got any uh, A&W root beer, we'll have some of that. <laughs> She's not going to get in the country. No. <laughs> right, now we've got another letter. This is from Gunny. Oh, yeah. Gunny. Gunny. From Sweden. Or oh, Stenen. Anyway, uh, dear gang. Gang. Ooh, gang. A couple of Sim. nights ago, I decided to view the entire first season of Torchwood. Said and done. Come on, scream of anguish. I really like the characters, the base, the plots, the effects, etc. What I don't get is seemingly random snogs and copulations left right. (laughs) It doesn't seem to fit in. Now, hang on a second. We actually have a Hitchhiker's Guide entry. Ah. Which will explain why Tortured has all this sex in it. Really? Mm. Hang on a second, I'll just key it in. The television show Torchwood is an example of an unusual phenomenon, transitory new adventurism, in which any television show that wishes to be taken as an adult show, or form an adult spin-off show, decides that to actually be adult, it needs to include unhealthy amounts of sex and swearing. Audiences of these television shows are so amazingly sexually repressed that they still think homosexuality is an incredibly new idea, and as such, and as yet, and totally unrelated to sexual preferences, no one has tried to do a spin-off to The Good Life. Just take a look at those potatoes. There we go, you see? That should have explained it all totally, exactly. No, I'm sorry, could you play it again? No. Okay. (laughs) I can only imagine what future episodes will be titled The Viral Weevil, Tortured than the oh-so-sexy Ford Fiesta. <laughs> they got very modern cars over there. Or yeah. for future DVD releases, Torchwood, the unedited director's cut version mm. complete with audio. If it's it too <laughs> Swedish, it should be the oh-so-sexy Volvo. <laughs> I know you brought this up in an earlier podcast, but I couldn't be bothered to go back and check. As a sociologist and more, I'm just a tad curious as to why this series is uh, so sexualised. Uh, I point you to curious. the... Uh, <laughs> Bikey Grove, sorry. <laughs> and, and Dick. And, and Dick. PJ and Duncan. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I point you back to that uh, guide entry. I'd love to blame it on the sexually repressed, depressed, distressed, Mr Bush says, hi, society. Hence this cue for you. Cue. Cue. Oh, somebody come up with, an, uh, with a version of Pac-Man, which the Pac-Man just has a little bit of hair at the back of his head, and every time he goes, rack, 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 it's just a sample of Patrick Stewart going, Q, 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 Q. You can call it Pic-Man. It would be brilliant. Anyway, um, yeah. is Torchwood making up for something? It's probably years of the Benny Hill show where yeah. he never actually got any. Or should it be? Should he be scared of visiting Britain yeah. in the near future without a chastity belt? 
<laughs> Card, if you need to be a bit wary of. What well, yeah. we're going to be we that interested? Uh, really enjoys the podcasts. Please keep them coming. Oh God, my sanity. Uh, with yeah, respect, sanity. love, Jam Stem. By the way, Jam in Sweden is called Slit. Try pronouncing <laughs> that, fake Keith. Slit. Slit. There you go. Hi, I'm Barry Scott. <laughs> 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 Slit uh, There's also a PS. Yeah. He's just started watching the episode Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Right. Uh-huh. Okay. See Spike reaction. Ah, cool. This is going to be gouda. <laughs> Saloon-like entry in bar. Good-looking pair of pistols. <laughs> okay. Right. <laughs> Captain Jack enters. Same bar. Thinks. Ah, sweet bar fight. Right. Notices funny look in Captain Jack's eyes. Thinks. Ah, shit. Yeah. Mad <laughs> kissing slash fighting. Yes. <laughs> Come on, make me understand this, please. Again, it is quite simply. A science fiction show's desire to be more adult. Therefore, the only way it can think of being more adult is by putting in sex and swearing. Sex and swearing. Because that's the only way you can possibly be more adult, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Mm. Back to normal next podcast. So much in the next podcast. Yeah, I'm quite sure we'll get fitted with it. No, but before we do, move on. Uh, We'd like you all to write to us at show at staggeringstories.net because we want more letters. We do. We do. Uh, yeah, we're not quite sure what we're going to do. We've got to finish off Ashes to Ashes. Which will be finished by then. Yeah, we've got to finish off Torchwood. Which will be finished might, by then. Mm-hmm. Which will be finished, finished by then. Not necessarily by the time we record. When, um, well, when we record the next podcast? It's going to be out in two weeks. Uh, right, so mm-hmm. we've got Ashes to Ashes and Torchwood will be finished, and Doctor Who will have started. Woo! Mm-hmm. We need to come up with some sort of formula. I quite like the idea of doing a couple of really short ones to catch up. Um, you know, Could do. Quick half-hour jobs, which... You know, we've done Ashes to Ashes and Torture and that, and then we can move on to uh, Doctor Who. Because that's going to be obsessing us for the next... Obsession you! (laughs) (laughs) Catherine Tate's in it. I know, I'm looking forward to it. There, there. Oh, yeah, it's going to be great. She's great. Yeah. I want to be proved wrong. That was the bitchiest I've ever heard you. (laughs) (laughs) Bitchy. I've said this, I want to be proved wrong, and I will be happy to be proved wrong. I prove you wrong all the time. By cash You should be used to it by now. (laughs) No, you don't. Yes, I do. I always prove you wrong, because you always forget a key ingredient of your argument. What, like showing up on a Wednesday to record a podcast? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we better explain this, basically. No! We'd better not. <laughs> because we had to, this uh, is podcast seventeen B. Um, we had to organise emergency. Well, our chief scientist emergency organised uh, a podcast uh, recording. Mm. This this one that you're hearing now, and emails got sent out, phone calls got made last night in World of Warcraft. I reminded fake Keith. Mm-hmm. That, um, <laughs> he did. We had a podcast recording tonight. Those exact words. And. Uh, where were you when our chief scientist phoned? <laughs> you were in Pizza Hut, weren't you? <laughs> yeah. with, 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 with the real Keith. and Well, one of his stand-ins. Yes, and, and one of our constructs. Yes, and <laughs> um, it was a case of, oh, bollocks, I'm supposed to be round there, wasn't it? No. What was it? It was a case of, oh, yes, thank you for reminding me. I shall 
go now. <laughs> <laughs> and with a long, lingering look at the garlic bread, mm. she walks Not the garlic bread, it was the banoffee pie. <laughs> <laughs> it had one of those chocolate straw things that you suck with. Oh, really? <laughs> anyway, so um, until a normal hopeful recording, hopefully Alistair has been slipped in surreptitiously <laughs> as it <this> were. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also want to very quickly thank Alistair for... <laughs> Thank you, Alistair. turning up and yep. B, not getting too angry with me over this switched-off microphone we business. Hope. I also <laughs> want to thank Peter Wicks. Who? He's from EastEnders. He's no, dead now. No, he got no. hit by a car. That's Pete Biddle. Wake up oh, in 1973. Yeah, That's Simon Wicks. He's not dead. He just went to Australia. I want to thank Peter Wicks. Or was Who? it the West Country? No, Peter it was Australia. Oh, right. Who? Peter Wicks. Who's Peter Wicks? Who? I'm not going to say. You'll find out when you hear the podcast but Peter thanks mate I really appreciate it will we be thanking Peter Wicks or will we hate him hopefully (laughs) I think he'll be thanking him okay right does he do music and stuff I'm not going to say what he does oh tell me (laughs) (laughs) sorry do you need to be excused (laughs) no (laughs) ah goodbye everybody farewell goodbye TTFN we'll be finished now Again. In that edition of the Staggering Stories podcast, the 17th of Series 1, Alistair Locke was the book, with other parts being played by Andy Simpkins, Adam J. Purcell, Fake Keith, and Tony Galichon. The views expressed here are those of the speaker and don't necessarily represent those of the other speakers or the site. This podcast has been produced for www.staggeringstories.net by McFadden Publishing, whose sole employee is currently sitting in the small padded room after trying to splice two podcast recordings together, only to find that the second replacement podcast had tremendous faults with the track containing Crumbly. All visits to said employee now need to be cleared by his therapist. Fake Keith didn't turn on her microphone. We're sorry for the inconvenience. Solitary solenoid terminal
with a Brillo pad A car wash wouldn't be so bad Life, don't talk to me about life Thank you. 